0: Welcome to Red River Valley Today, a public service of East Texas Broadcasting, where we talk to people who make this a great place to live. Brought to you by Century 21 Harvey Properties. Here's your host, Eric Kaufman. Our guest this morning, Jenny Wilson, Executive Director, United Way, Lamar County. Hey, happy hey, new year. Hey,
1: happy new year, 2024.
0: But unbelievable. Yeah. We, uh, we took a break from everything from podcasting, from the Sunday show, the whole nine yards, playing reruns and everything. And now we got to get to it because 2024 is here. And I know that's got to mean a whole bunch of stuff for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, most exciting is we were back at Turner. Yeah, and Turner is back. Turner is back. I went out during actual campaign. I was there in early November, and I talked to, you know, 20 of the office staff, which was great, but not everybody was there, right? So when I went out um, just a couple days ago. Um, it was really cool because all the employees were back. I got to speak to two different shifts. They have about 130 employees right now, and they're only halfway to their staffing. And which, what I thought was really, really cool is that 90% of are rehires, like they came back to work. And so that meant they, you know, they, they'd returned it their salary and everything. And I will tell you, I got so choked up. I always get so choked up there because Turner is great where they bring in their own incentives, right? So if you're a fair share giver, you get a baseball cap. And if you're a super share, you get a duffel bag. Um, you know, they've got the Turner and United Way logo on them. And then if you're a leadership giver, which is a $1,000 a year, doesn't matter if you are salaried or hourly or what it's a thousand dollars a year right and they give them to them that day as they're turning in their cards so after i I spoke and and lindsey severson from cac spoke and did such a beautiful job we went to the back and all these guys mainly guys you know there's a few women mainly guys were turning in their cards and i'm gonna i'm gonna like choke up right now and think about it the number of guys being given hats and duffel bags was insane Wow. It's just insane.
0: Well, And that's where they always were.
1: Always were. And this one gentleman, and of course, I mean, we've, gosh, now we have helped over 1,200 families pay their utility bills since we started in March of 2020. And um, about, I think that last count, it was 455 families we've helped with rent. So I was standing in the back and they were all handing in their cards and getting their stuff. And this, this big old guy... Um, he said, come here, I want to talk to you. And I could tell you, his, his, I was like, is he sort of tearing up? Yeah. And he said, when I got laid off from Turner in 2020, I came by your office. And then he showed me his car. He's like, I live real close to your office. And um, he said, you paid my rent. And I said, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we could help you. I said, I, I'm so sorry that I don't remember you. You know, we've helped so many people. And he goes... Oh, I remembered you. And he goes, as soon as you stood up today to start talking, I was like, that's that lady that paid my rent at the United Way. So it just, it just, you know, it's just... And let me guess, a,
0: he's donating now. Said, he said,
1: he, he said, when I was working here before, he said, my wife was helped by King's Daughter one time. And he said, I, from that point on, said, I will always give to the United Way. And he said, but after you did that, and he goes, I'm back. He goes, I'm always going to give to that's the United Way. Right. It was just, I get, I get chilly bumps. I, it just makes me in the best mood because... You know, I've told you. I've told so many people over and over. I mean, Turner is just amazing. It, it you know, and, and they, I. It makes me sad that they got a bad rap when they do have to lay off. But that's just business.
0: Right. It was. And, and
1: but it, they're an amazing company. You know, they're a family-owned company. To their credit,
0: they did. They did not close totally. No. They did not go away. No. And and I uh, will
1: tell you, when they got down to a bare bone staff of. I think it was 13 at one time. Um, this, those 13 guys, women, they still gave us 10000 a year just with them. And then this was always what, and I would tell my board every year, so we get a gift from Turner Foundation every year mm-hmm. and ho- haven't gotten it yet, hoping it's going to come in the mail any day, um, but they've always given us $15,000 a year from the, the foundation. And in those years where... You know, the plant was pretty much closed down. We kept getting that check. And I kept saying to my board, I think this is a really good sign that they're not giving up on Paris, Texas. And it was. It was just an amazing. And, you know, they've got plants all over the country. They all give to the United Way. I mean, it is a big company-wide thing. It's not just about Lamar County. And, I mean, the, they give about $1.5 million to all the United Ways collectively. I mean, it's just amazing. and Just through their employees. That doesn't count the foundation.
0: The, uh, the factories here and all the people that work at them, uh, it's just, they're so entrenched in the community.
1: They're, and, they're amazing. And the United
0: Way is one of the ways they do it, but yeah. there's so many other things that they do yes. all throughout the year uh, that you just know they're here. It just gives you a warm feeling, period, to know that, you know— they're yeah. not just here exploiting employees and doing what I mean. No. They they dig in and they help out.
1: I mean, absolutely. I mean, Campbell's Soup is so incredible. They ran a great campaign um, this past fall, giving us a, about sixty thousand dollars in pledges from their employees. Um, Kimberly Clark, and of course, Kimberly Clark matches employee donations dollar for dollar, and so theirs came. Um, I don't remember the exact f- figure, but it was right around fifty five thousand, which was just just amazing. And HWH had another great campaign. was around 50,000. I'm trying to remember all the numbers. But yeah, all, all of these big industries are so important to our economy, so important to our nonprofits. And, and they're just all just so civic and community minded, especially the ones I've, the big ones I've named. You know, they're just amazing.
0: You know, David House comes in all the time. Yeah. Uh, and at the, t- towards the end of, uh, we were talking about, you know, we would always talk about stuff, but we talk about the store and the things he had going on for sale, obviously at Christmas time. But we really started kind of f- focusing in on shopping local. And so many times, shopping local, eh, there's hardly any way to say it that you're just not trying to impart some guilt on somebody. Right. Like, hey, why are you buying your stuff online or out of town or whatever? Instead of doing that, we made it all about what happens when you shop local is that money gets right back out into the community. I mean, not just with the employees and sales tax and all that other stuff, but, you know, cheer camp and uh, football programs and signs at the baseball field. Exactly. I mean, all those things. We have the big companies that do some stuff, but... That's the bread and butter, the local right. businesses. And they do are the all, bread all the and
1: auctions and everything. But you know, it's even bigger than that because when you think about like the PDC, when they're bringing these big industries in that have the hundreds of jobs and, right. and have, you know, really contributed to our tax base and all of that, when they bring them here, and the square doesn't have all the little businesses and restaurants and we're not don't a vibrant community. They don't want to come here. Right. Their wives don't want to come here, right? Like when we bring in, you know, managers or doctors or whatever, like... The, it has to be an appealing community, so it's all interlaced. It's not just about oh, you're keeping that little family business open. It's that that little family business combined with everybody else not only creates jobs, but they bring in the big industry jobs. Right. And so it, it is. It's all interconnected. It's all united. Well, and it's what it's what. And
0: honestly, I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about this, and and David and I were trying to raise awareness of mm-hmm. it and everything. But our community, this is just such a. And it's one of those things when you when you go to, and I, I envy the PEDC because they have to impart the feeling of being, uh, living in Paris, mm-hmm. uh, the sense of community and all this, because it is so hard to actually verbalize what happens here because you just have to, you can sell it all you want. After you've lived here for a couple mm-hmm. of years and you see it and you experience it, it's Unmatched. I've lived in other little towns, and it's
1: unmatched. Yeah. There, it's there's so much generosity here, and we're just, you know, I am so grateful that so many people give money to the United Way. But let me tell you what I'm also really grateful for um, is my board and and the leadership. And it's not just about being generous; it's about taking risks. And not being, like, so narrow-minded. So I'm going to give you an example. When I was at Turner, I brought Lindsay Severson from CAC. And, yeah, we give CAC $30,000 a year. It funds all of their, you know, programming, their staff. But she told this story about this one particular client she had who... Um, ended up living with the grandmother, and then the AC unit broke. So we bought them an AC unit, and she delivered it to the house. Well, that made the girl trust her even more. So she went even deeper into counseling. And then the grandmother confessed to her, well, I'm really low on funds. I've taken in all these grandkids, and now I can't pay the bills. And so she said, call the United Way. We paid the grandmother's Um, utility bills. And so that built even more trust. And then she said, well, this family is getting ready to go to court and they don't have clothes. And so we gave gift cards. And then Lindsay was able to go and give those gift cards. And this girl was able to get, you know, brand new outfit and go to court and face her victim and give her victim statement and and not feel like a victim anymore and, and move beyond that. And so it's like, All of that is possible through donations, but it's equally possible because I have a board who doesn't just say, oh no, the United Way, we just do these allocation checks to the CAC. You can't do gift cards. You can't do an AC unit. You can't pay utility bills. Instead, I have a board who said do what needs to be done. And so I just, you know, I don't know if I talk enough about my board. You know, I just put out a press release. We right.
0: Had, I was going to be yeah. my next question. We have a new board member.
1: Brand new board member, Dylan Cecil. Um, great young guy. Has moved back to town. I'm sure, you know, people know the Cecil family and in the in Liberty National Bank. And and um just so excited that he's going to join our board. And I really do have the most amazing board. They represent all all these industries that we've talked about. I do have someone from Turner. I do have someone from Campbell Soup. I have someone from Kimberly Clark. I have almost all the banks represented, the school districts represented. I mean, it's a very diverse group, um, but I just a huge shout out that they have allowed me and my staff to go, always be thinking outside the box, Right. you know. And I and I joke to them, um, you know, because I've done various things. I mean, I've bought people refrigerators. I mean, I've done weird stuff. Um, and I always say, you know, if if I get fired for helping somebody, I can live with that. But the thing is, is I know that 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 my board doesn't view it that way. They really do view the United Way as that safety net of, yeah a lot of organizations don't have flexibility, right? Like CAC needs to do what the CAC does and the food pantry needs to feed people. And, you know, but we do have a broader mission. And so I am allowed to do various things that are just the right thing to do at the right time.
0: And circling back to year before last, it was really, and I know you took it this way uh, because of the body of work of the United Way when the tornadoes happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fundraising is a nightmare in disasters because everybody is like, give here, give here, no, do this, do this. That you want somebody you can trust locally to do that so we can take care of our people because that's what we do so well here
1: yeah and
0: and they they picked the you know yeah
1: yeah hats off to Randy Tuttle um at Paris PD who's the city's emergency manager and uh, Quincy blunt who is the emergency manager for Lamar County they brought about five of us all together in five different nonprofits and th- they were brilliant because they said we want you to do what you do best and I'm like well we collect funds and distribute funds. That's what we do. Right. Um, and so and you know then City Square they're like well we already collect. you know clothes and things like that so it was very streamlined it was excellent working with the American Red Cross I could not have done that without the help of the American Red Cross and the city and the county and then you know we did get huge donations from places like Kimberly Clark and Campbell Soup who said we want it also to go to Red River because we have employees at Red River well I don't work in Red River so I reached out found the emergency manager there But the the importance of that was I had people who could verify for me, so I didn't have to get in my car and go drive out, you know, some random road and see if their house is still there. Like, I could call the Red Cross. I could call the emergency managers and say, okay... Was their house destroyed? Is it no longer livable? You know how how do we how do we vet this? Because that's what we do. We vet agencies. So I had to vet these people. And you know, I've told this story before. I probably told it online. It is kind of, to me. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny. Th- this lady called me and she's like, my, "My tree's down." And I was like, "Well, where do you live?" And it, I, I don't. It was the Graham Street or Price Street or something. But it was definitely downtown Paris. And right. you know, and I was like, "Well, ma'am." The tornado didn't go through there. She goes, well, it must have because tree's down. <laughs> you know? I was like, well, I'm very sorry. About that. You know? yeah. and, but those were the kind of things where it really did take all of these different entities working together.
0: Small towns being small towns, whenever there's something that's awry, everybody loves to talk about it. Facebook, when they run into each other, Walmart yeah. and everything. And there was a, a ridiculously like, I didn't hear anything about anybody that got screwed over no. or whatever. I mean, it all worked like it was supposed to work. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it's just a tribute to the United Way and all mm-hmm. the other agencies that work here that have a plan that practice in these scenarios, practice a lot and right. throw out scenarios. What if this happens? What if the, they're certainly prepared? Yeah. And uh, and th- that's the way we I mean, we can weather anything. And again, mm-hmm. that just comes back to it's uh, just one more thing that is hard to uh, make tangible f- to sell Paris as a community right. until you've actually lived here through something like that.
1: Right. And, you know, th- looking back on it now, if I hadn't had two years of experience of doing utility and rent assistance, I don't think I would have had the skills necessary. It would have been a much
0: more daunting It would have task. been much
1: more because one of the things I learned that we decide very early on with utility and rent assistance and not to, you know, disparage any other entity, but we decided that you, you to really help, you need to pay the full bill, right? Like if someone owes $337 or they're, lights are going to be turned off, it doesn't really help to give them $50. Right. And if they owe, you know, $700 in rent, it doesn't really make sense to say, well, here's $75 for rental assistance. You need to pay the full month's rent. Like, you need to get them ahead. Right. We only help once, but we're really going to help. We're really going to ease the crisis of where you are. And so because of that... I don't know how we really came up with the magic number of $2,000, but that's what we decided. Okay, we have this much money. We have, you know, 60 to 70 families. We're going to give each of them $2,000. And I think that did work because very, very few people came back and said that didn't help. Um, so again, it was that experience of, of, of knowing you can't just. You, some people talk about band-aids but there is a certain kind of perfect amount that's more than a band-aid does that make sense yeah no
0: absolutely uh you know it it it, it's a a panic eliminator right uh at at least you get you out of the panic territory maybe more into just i'm now i'm just worried right (laughs) i got the panic out of here i'm not gonna get thrown
1: out on the street right and we were so lucky because 130 Now I have to remember. It's been over a year. I think it was about $130,000 that came in. We gave all of those families $2,000. And then, you know, we also then went and gave um, money to all the volunteer fire departments, which I thought was so important. And then we bought a siren out in Powerly because we were thinking also prevention. Like, let's go beyond that. Let's like really look at the community as a whole. But, you know, I think if we would have given those families $500, I don't think it would have worked. I don't think it would have helped.
0: No. And the other thing that happened, and this was the whole community coming together, uh, when in fact, you know, it was out of sight, out of mind in Paris proper. Uh, I mean, there were some wind right. damage things. We didn't have the tornado here. It was out, it was out in the rural area. Yeah. Uh, but because Facebook and everything else, everybody got to see video and Facebook right. pictures and everything. Uh, but the way the landlords, uh, everybody that had rental properties, yeah. they said, hey, we got these properties. Available. It was just how everything, and I think it all came from, Randy Tuttle, and yeah. then announcing United Way was yeah. just like, hey, we've got this. Yeah. We've got this. What can you do to help? Here's what we need. And we just got it done.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and it was, you know, it was probably the scared, the most scared I've ever been in my position. Because I don't know if people know this, but I'm the only full-time employee at the United Way. Um, I have two part-time employees that do very specific programming. And I didn't really know how to do this. <laughs> Now you do. I, <laughs> um, and, but I did learn I don't ever – I wouldn't want that as my full-time career. Right. I mean, it was very scary. And, and you know, Randy was so great because at the end of each day, I would send him a, a spreadsheet. Like, here's what's come in. Here's what's gone out. Here's what I've done. I mean, there was full transparency all the time. So I knew that I was accountable to someone for every dollar. Right. But it, it, it is really scary when – You know, people must think, oh, what kind of problem is it to give away money? Giving away money is really hard. Yeah, it is. It's really hard. And and you know, we have a great system to really vet all of our nonprofits. You know, I just send out the year-end reports. Those are due in a couple weeks. Like you have to give me a complete report and all your financials and you know, our grant applications very thorough and like I've told you before, we have uh interviews and site visits and we really vet. But to do it on a on a family basis was really hard. Yeah.
0: It was really hard. No, because it's, it's totally different. It's totally different. And they didn't come in and put on a dog and pony show ahead of time. They couldn't.
1: They couldn't. Um, but you still, like, you know, you did have to really try to figure out... I don't want to say who was telling the truth, but who, who really rose to the level of needing that, that assistance.
0: Again, it's just a, another way to show that this community is it's
1: amazing. Just
0: just absolutely amazing. So,
1: you'll, I think you'll find this interesting. Uh, right before I came over to the radio station, I got an email from Randy Tuttle again, and I've been invited to a meeting next week on the solar eclipse. Yeah? And it was very interesting who was invited to that meeting. Like, again, it's kind of a community-wide, like, I know there's been some other meetings about it, but I, it's, I, I'm I'm wondering how much I've done the community reading. is going to need our, our help.
0: I've done some reading up on this, on like scenarios, and I really think, if anybody thinks that there's a panic button being pushed here, it is not. No. It is not. I mean, the stress on our infrastructure here for this magnificent yeah. event. Now, on one hand, you got a great opportunity for all the businesses here to make more money. Yeah, uh, even some people who aren't in the business of making money are going to make money if they want to, you know, rent out part of their land for RVs to park on.
1: Right. But
0: the thing is, is that is going to stress our infrastructure. So much, yeah. I'm nervous about it. Well, and we're already we've got a good backyard with lots of viewable space. We're going to treat it just like they said. Where they want people who live here all the time to look at this like an ice storm.
1: Right. Don't leave your
0: house. (laughs) Just don't leave your house.
1: Yeah. So Uh, I'm. So
0: get everything ready ahead of time for that, and don't think that this is up They're trying to inspire panic. We're going to start seeing it like two weeks out. I know people have already booked RV spots two weeks. Oh. You're going to be here two weeks ahead of time.
1: I know. I, I, I I'm am not worried even about sure it. what that's about. I don't either. Um, I guess just getting set up. You know, a lot of people have suggested to me that the United Way could use this as a fundraising opportunity. Um, I do know there's a nonprofit in town who's <clears> going to, <throat> you know, let people park in their facility to raise money. And I think that's fantastic. We don't really have a big parking lot to do something like that. But I don't really want, again, fundraising is is a tricky business and I'm just like trying to figure out yeah stay in your home but what are these people going to do that really need help like it you know are people going to be able to get to the food pantry are people going to be able to get to Salvation Army you know like people who depend on social services who don't have the money to stay in their home maybe they don't have a home you know it's very um Sometimes it's very middle class of us to think, well, I'll go to the grocery store, right? And I'll stock up. I'm gonna get water and food and da da. da, da. Right. So, yeah. And someone who's living in low income is like, I don't I don't have a hundred dollars to stock up. Right. Um so it's gonna I think it's gonna be very interesting to see what not only it does to our infrastructure, but what it does to our social service network.
0: Well, and it, you know, of course, and it, we're gonna get all geared up for it and then and, we're never going to have to worry about it again in our lifetime. Right. <laughs> so even if we get it down good, it's not...
1: It, right. There's no learning curve here. There, yeah, it's a one-time no... s- one thing. So, so be interesting. I'll let you know what happens at that meeting. Yeah, I
0: hadn't thought about I need to think on that a little bit. Fundraising potential. I mean, I'm sure there's some there, but it's going to be a very, very confusing few days around here. I know. So uh, we'll see about that. Uh, we've got about seven minutes left. Okay. And I did want to talk about, this is usually when we first start bringing up the stuff that happens from now to end of May Mm. for the schools. Yeah. What's going on with this school?
1: Okay, well, yeah. So, uh, Sabrina Rosson, who is our youth programming coordinator, actually just started yesterday. She only works January through May. And so, she's, she was in the office yesterday and getting things all geared up. So, the first thing she's working on is Texas Scholars. Um, so, we don't have a date for that yet. But, um, That's great. That is a great it, event. It is such a great event. So, it was really interesting because we were talking... Um, and when she meets with all the high school counselors, she'll also bring up all of our scholarships, right? Because right. we really the high school counselors get all of our scholarship applications. And um, if you remember, we started in um, an educational scholarship where you have to you get a thousand dollars per year if you remain an education uh, major, right. right? We we need teachers, and so we have two of these. So this year we will award the third. So it's kind of an interesting scholarship because Sabrina really does have to track these students, right? Right. And make sure they're staying in there. And so she was telling me about one of the students and how he's already working at Chisholm, um, even though he's still going to college. And uh, he is uh, coaching, um, I think, the freshman basketball team. And, you know, he wants to be a teacher, wants to be a coach. And so I said, you know what would be really neat is that Texas Scholars, where we award out all these scholarships in, in addition to the Texas Scholars, what if we have some of our scholarship recipients come back and talk to the high schoolers.
0: Oh, I like that. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And I'm
1: like, yeah, they could listen to me talk. I've always... Why don't we bring back them? And so she said, oh, I'll I'll ask him. And then she said, also, there was um, a young girl uh, last year who got the first generation to college scholarship. And she's like, I would love to have her come back. She is at PJC Nursing School to come back and talk. And, And so... To keep building on these programs because you've, you've got a captive audience, right? You you have every academically successful high school senior in the county here. Usually it's at Wildcat Stadium. And for these young people to come back and talk to them about what their experience has been like, it's I think is great. It's a idea. And, and it's my favorite event because as far as I know, it's the only event where we have all the schools together. Yep. And it really does feel united. And I just think it's so cool. And it's so fun to see how the different schools kind of have, like, their own little culture. You know, you can tell they're slightly different. And, yep. um, but it, it's a really, really fun event. And then she'll start working on Kids Marathon. So we don't have the dates for that. But that usually kicks off about mid-March. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, got the solar eclipse in there in the middle. Um, and then, uh, we'll ha- like I said, we'll have all of our scholarships. Um, and then of course we've got right now going on is reach the reader and so i have i absolutely love that program so
0: that's greatness too
1: it's really great so if you don't know what reach the reader is we put volunteers in every single second grade classroom in Lamar County they go once a week sometimes it's the same person who goes once a week like i do i got to deepport elementary or you could have a team And your team can be two, three, four people. You can go once a month. You can go every other week, just however you and your team set it up. So um, it's a great program. And, And if people are interested in that, they can call our office and we'll get them set up with a classroom.
0: Still on our calendar, and I'm assuming we're still going strong with the heater drive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I gave out two space heaters this morning. Um, Calvary Methodist Church has been really fantastic. Um, they have donated, gosh, dozens of space heaters to us. And uh, there's no paperwork. If you need a space heater, come to our office or call our office. And we, as long as we have them, and we'll give you a space heater.
0: We're taking donations here. We haven't gotten any here at our place yet, but you're Thank also you. taking them at the United Way.
1: Yeah, we take them at the United Way, drop off a space heater. We'll make sure it gets um, handed out. Uh, we had a meeting a couple weeks ago, right before Christmas, with all the organizations and the city, again, Randy Tuttle, um, uh, getting ready for our warming centers. Um, this is supposed to be a really, really bad winter. Um, and so we have it set up. If the city says, yep, we need a warming center, and it's usually multiple days of freezing with precipitation, right? then the Salvation Army will open up as a warming center overnight and city square city square will be open during the days um we work with various organizations and volunteers to make sure that there's enough food and volunteers to staff the warming centers but it's something that's really important when it gets really cold and whenever that
0: happens to we put it out on the air and we put yeah. it on our facebook pages and our website and we everything just, so everybody which is which
1: is so important and you know what's really important is that if you see it on social media or you hear it on the radio Just anybody out there. Then if you see somebody on the streets, you need to tell them because they don't have social media and they're not listening to the radio. So it's really important that everyone in our community, you know, just pull over, roll down your window and say, hey, you really need to go to the Salvation Army. You need to go to City Square. Here's how you can get there. The buses will get you there. Um, Or if we really, really need to, we can transport somebody. But we don't want anybody on our streets when it's freezing out.
0: All right. We're out of time.
1: All right, see? Uh, I know, it went fast. So,
0: okay, so don't forget our podcast, which is on our podcast page. And then your favorite podcast, uh, uh, whatever you listen to your podcast on, you can get us there. Yeah. And that same goes for this program, too, uh, at the first part of the week. It'll be available. And I'll see you in probably, well, I'll see you next week, but for the (laughs) show, uh, another month or so.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much.
0: You've been listening to Red River Valley Today, a public service of East Texas Broadcasting. If you have a suggestion for a guest, email eric at com. That's eric at com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on Red River Valley Today.